0: Good evening, dear listener. Uh, Welcome to Volume 4, Episode 8 of Weekend at Crombies. And this evening, we will be discussing the film Willow. Oh, dear listener yes it's the uh, we're bringing out the big guns this evening it's the uh, it's the weekend at crombies edition where we discuss willow um my name is dr james esquire went away i dwell in darkness with you and it went away thank you james and i am Hugh. i was
1: expecting something a little more grand and less fuzzy
0: Yes, dear listener, it's um, it's the Willow episode. It's the big guns today. I keep saying big guns, but it is the big guns. It's it's what Weekend at Crombie's was possibly made for, if it was indeed made for anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's yes. a 1988
1: epic that is, you know, dripping in production values and nostalgia
0: yeah it's dripping dripping in weekend at crombies ooze um and f- so what we need to do is to get to get into that ooze and, and immerse ourselves in it and and uh, wallow in it perhaps so we need to yeah. wallow in willow um so i'm going to hand it over to Hugh.
1: okay we'll we'll start with the synopsis but it was, your choice. You. It it was, was your choice
0: it was my choice yes
1: yeah. uh directed by ron howard written by george lucas presented again by lucasfilm um Again, Warwick Davis, Val Kilmer, Joanne Whaley, Jean Marsh, big names in it. Yeah. Um, but Joanne we'll
0: begin... Whaley before she was jo- Joanne Whaley Kilmer.
1: This this was the film that made Joanne Whaley to Joanne Whaley Kilmer.
0: Um, for six
1: years. 6 That's well, not bad for Hollywood, you
0: know. It isn't at all. And, okay. you know, it's Val Kilmer, so he's not bad at all, really.
1: <laughs> um, so, yes, we'll begin with it. So, um, for those not aware, Willow is a, a kind of a fantasy epic.
0: You might as well say, for those not aware of EastEnders, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantasy epic isn't it it though, isn't
1: it? It is a fantasy epic and it uh, it it begins um in uh what is it the uh, a, a hideous dungeons with lots of pregnant women um, because uh we were told in the credits that the evil sorceress queen Bav Morda, played um quite chillingly by jean marsh um uh, has has there's been a prophecy that a baby will be born that will lead to her downfall so being the practical minded one she, she's got every pregnant woman in the kingdom <laughs> locked up in the dungeons uh, so they can give birth yeah. one at a time and she can check for the, for the special mark on the uh, on the foretell child
0: and um, lo and behold yeah one it doesn't born. take doesn't take long before one is <laughs> no. one is
1: born. um so uh, as as everyone runs off to prepare the ritual that will banish this child because you can't just kill the baby, um, yeah. which is lucky because that would that would end the plot quite quickly. um because yeah. there's many it times was... where just chucking the baby off the, over the um a wall would end
0: the prophecy, but you have to do a ritual. so it's yeah. it's important. Um, it would render the prophecy pointless as well. I mean, the prophecy isn't a prophecy if it's a baby will be born and then thrown off the cliff. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. boring prophecy.
1: You need you need the ritual. Um yeah. So uh but the uh the the baby's mother um manages to to plead with the midwife to sneak her out because she uh, she obviously knows um the baby's going to get it if uh the queen Bav Morda comes back and the midwife who clearly was not selected for loyalty to Balmora um promptly yeah. does she 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 sneaks the baby out. It's actually quite a, a I shouldn't mention this but that uh, they sneak the baby out basically in a big basket of swaddling. Like the midwife yeah, yeah. goes job's done I'm on my yeah. way. But they yeah. show a bit where like the midwife is throwing rags over the baby to to hide it and you can tell the actress has gone rag over the baby not no not the head. Not she, she very quickly <laughs> Moves the rag off the baby's face uh, because... <laughs> Yeah acting should only go so far um but nonetheless the, the midwife scoops the baby out and as you know bav morda and her acolytes are racing towards um the cells to execute the baby the midwife just kind of moses on out and escapes uh, and, and they find yeah.
0: the baby is gone and um it's a classic escape isn't it hiding in a bunch of rags It's a prison break isn't it it's a real yeah, I, yeah it's and
1: she actually yeah, sneaks past the guard whistle whistle, whistle yeah. and actually the, the baby's mother who um you know really has uh no, no attempt to read the room is yelling at bav morda <laughs> that my daughter will come back and she will finish you yeah. uh, i'm not surprising bad you know he tells the guards to lop her head off um although i will say this this is our first taste of how evil queen bad mortar is and i think jean marsh does a great job of just kind of you know there's st- a bit of sideways eye going kill her and you think yes. this is a nasty queen
0: yeah
1: um and then we're treated to the first of what feels like quite a few montages of going through the forest where the uh, the midwife assumably goes for some months as she she because.
0: Yes. Yeah, because the baby has no hair, then suddenly has a full lock of ginger hair. Yeah, that I think doesn't they happen would, in days, does it? Yeah, I think they were trying to get around the fact that if they're going to have a baby
1: careening around the countryside, it can't just be newborn. You've got to have a you know yeah. have a heft to it. Yeah. So for an und- undetermined but appropriate amount of months, the the the, yeah, the midwife is uh, is undiscovered. Until she is these um these horrific beast dogs. Yeah, what well, I mean? What are those things? Well, I mean, technically they're rock fires in costume.
0: Are they? <laughs> yes. I thought they were. I mean, I know they're not real, but equally, <laughs> I was quite impressed with them. Well, again, the, the the practical effects again. There's a lot
1: of money thrown in this film. Um, there is. And and yeah, so these I mean, they they look like a cross yeah, between, know, enormous shaggy hellhounds really. Um,
0: I think that's a that's a fantastic description.
1: Shag, they, enormous hairy hellhounds yes um who who probably get the whiff of the midwife who has the presence of mind to put the baby in a in a conveniently located moses basket and shove him down the river or shove her down the river sorry um before getting eaten by these hellhounds so um that's the end of the, the brave midwife but the baby um who we can say his name's is dan dannon the um the, the chosen one uh goes down the river and ends up in a it was an elwin um village
0: yeah win. Oh, Nel- Nel- that. Nel- 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 that's it Nel- yeah. Nel- That's
1: it. Um, yeah. which is basically um hobbits <laughs> he's
0: an aspiring sorcerer isn't he well a little they're, bit they're, like another film we've seen this year indeed Well, we haven't we
1: haven't met him yet so then we get, the yeah. baby gets discovered by two little even littler little children um and they they shout for their father who is yeah the aspiring sorcerer willow Elfgood. Elfgood um who was played by warwick davis um 17 at the time 17 we'll come back mm-hmm. to that because that's impressive um, not and,
0: not looking a day older than 37
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean with the poor guy he's, he's basically been cast as a family man he's got two you know yeah, little yeah. kids yeah. and he's got wife and things it's like 17 um yeah, i
0: know i mean fair play to him <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but so we what we learn about willow good is he's, he's, he's a, again a kind-hearted family man um but he's a he's a he's a struggling farmer because a, um, a, a mean kind of um, local mayor or magistrate, Cut, is uh, is kind of yeah. storms in and shouts at Willow a lot because he can't he's in debt to him. And he has to if he doesn't bring in the harvest, his, he'll lose his
0: land. I'm um, going to have your land. Yeah, Cut is basically yeah a,
1: a, a rather boisterous and pleasant person whose job is to be a boisterous and pleasant at every possible moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he could he not just, you know, say, you know, can you pass me the salt? I'll pass you that salt or I'll <laughs> kill you, Willow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's, um Burgle Cup was very shallowly written. But no, nonetheless, so um having having established that Willow was both, you know, kind hearted and in a but spot of bother um to, to kind of raise his family, he they then find the baby. Um the two kids and his wife are all madly in love with this baby and he Willow was a bit more like, This is gonna be trouble. We're gonna just come we just push it down the river. Um but um
0: yeah yeah so yeah willow is uh he's cautious isn't he yeah, um, he's, yeah he's, not, he's not heartless but he, he, no.
1: he's, the baby's even shoved in his hand at one point and he has a bit of a connection with it but he's yeah. he's very worried that this will lead to trouble and indeed it does because the next day as willow is auditioning to be the uh, sorcerer's apprentice which doesn't go very well um no a, a, one of the another hellhound comes and attacks the village um <clears throat> but the uh the nel the nelwyn are enough warriors to kill this one hellhound but it certainly scared them enough to realize that trouble is coming
0: and yeah. they work they're out looking because... for, they're looking for something aren't they they're well it, it,
1: it attacked a, a crib so they realize it's looking for a baby so willow quickly puts two and two together and and as the the nelwyn have this big town council um he reveals that this baby has come um and yeah. so the uh, the sorcerer who's kind of like the uh the local chairman of the, the people says, you know, we've got to take it back to the Daikini. The Daikini is the, the Nelvish humans are not they <laughs> they are <laughs> yeah. all humans.
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> a it's, that's a bit like me saying he, he's a, he's a, he's a, um, he's like a, 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 an animal whisperer. He's a horse whisperer, but for animals, he's <laughs> like Daikini like humans, but like, you know, I mean, that says something about my politics, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Notwithstanding the uh, the Nelwyn quickly discover that they're going to have to. I mean, their plan is basically take the baby out of the village, give it to the first daikini you see, yeah, and i the
0: plan is it.
1: Despite the fact that the sorcerer waves his bones and goes, this child is special. Is it? Yeah. She's clearly yeah. special enough to just chuck to the first person you see. But nonetheless, yeah. they decide but, to make that journey, um, and they do that. They they do quite successfully. So they they, they gather together party again. <laughs> Bur- Cut is there as with um Willow and a couple of other the gang, and they make again a very picturesque journey. They kind of like crossing logs over these you know rivers, and uh, it's very nice scenery. Um, and uh, they they dodge uh, every now and again when riders in black gallop past, but they nonetheless make it to what they call again the crossroads, which is some kind of boundary of, of Daikini land. Yeah, and indeed they do find the first Daikini they see, which happens to be Mad Martigan. Um, Mad Martigan, which is a which, cracking name. This is a crack name. Again, I think it's one name. He's not Mad No, it's Martigan. not Mad, he's
0: like mad No, it's like John Mad <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: so he's Mad, mad. And he is a bit mad, actually, so it helps. He's Mad Mad, mad yeah, Martigan. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, it's, so it's Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is a, a roguish um, person trapped in kind of a gibbet over the crossroads. I will say one thing, his teeth become progressively nicer. Than they the entire do. I film. N-
0: yeah, I noticed that. In fact, I'd say the next day they look better than they did the, when he first appeared. The next day
1: they're better, but uh, you know, in, in a oh, couple later of the days they're curly the white. Oh, yeah,
0: frankly, they are. Dazzling. I mean, you know, you say what you like about the dark ages, but the dentistry was fantastic. Yeah, because you mentioned, <laughs> so
1: when he first appears, again, he's grubby, his teeth are filthy, crusted, and he's he looks like a, a crazy man because he's he's snarling at them for water and et cetera. Um, and obviously willow says we can't give it to someone who's obviously a prisoner condemned to die and um burglecat who's been forced on this journey too goes i trust him completely let's do it i (laughs) want to go home um so there's there's a bit of to and fro in at which point burglecat leads most of the party home saying look we've done our job um i'm going home you stay here willow let your crops rot on the field and um tough luck to you but willow having some sense of conscience, isn't just going to leave uh, the baby with anybody. So yeah. he he and his friend Migosh, uh, Migosh who's, yeah. who's his buddy, he st- sticks by him. So they basically spend the night um, by Mad Martigan, who again has taken the opportunity to clean his teeth up now and look less scary <laughs> and more Val Kilbury. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're there as Bad Martigan again, also has has tried a bit more of a social nicety. Instead of just, you know, snarling at them, he's saying, Oh, give me the baby. I promise I will look after it. And yeah, he, uh, he goes through his range of, of manipulations. He tries to sob. He's like, I'm,
0: I'm just so alone. <laughs> this throughout like, this, all he wants is a, is a drink of water, doesn't he? And he's, <laughs> he gets so close to having this drink on it's a number of occasions. very,
1: very <laughs> because Willow I managed to give him a cup and he like, he literally drops all the sobbing and he grabs it. But then this enormous army starts going past and Willow gets distracted. So he's basically, yeah. he's got his fingertips on this water that just slips out of his grip. Um, he's sucking the, the drips up his fingers but this army as it goes past is uh, is part of more the plot um because this is the the army of galadon which mm. we learn i guess through osmosis that is the enemy of queen bavmorda and they're marching off to fight um they and are. and the general of this is general eric um who yeah. turns out to eric be an old foul bear Eric Falbear. Oh, that's nice. Actually, even though I'm calling it Eric, it's not spelled Eric because this is a fantasy movie. So they yeah. often make the normal yeah. names yeah. in weird ways.
0: Yeah, it's like it's, it's actually spelled A I R K. Eric. But everyone calls him Eric.
1: Yeah. i <laughs> being American. We should also mention that for some reason they forced um, Warwick Davis and Joanne Wiley to do American accents. Yeah, I know. and it, and but not Pati- not Gene Marsh. No, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Gene Marsh, who's their or, mother? Or Patricia Hayes. Yeah, they don't bother, but I mean, and also, I swear, Joan Whaley gives up pretty quickly because in the first scene, she's like, oh, I must tell does. my mother, yeah. and after that, yeah. she's like, I'm, dumb, I'm not gonna bother. <laughs> but <Bull> Warwick <laughs> Davis is giving it his best of yeah. the whole thing. It I is. thought, well, why is it important that he and also none of the other villagers, well, well some this, villagers speak the, American,
0: the, yeah. The high sorcerer, um, the you Vindy know, Bassman. high Aldwyn, he, he's he's ve- he's like New York. Yeah. Isn't he? He's like, he really is. He's pr- he's, special. <laughs> yeah, give me some coffee. But <laughs> can um... I get him a pastrami and a wrap? <laughs> yeah. But uh, whereas well, is, is... is pure, pure, you know, home counties. So, yeah, yeah. You know, w- Willow is is you know m- m- Midwestern, I guess. Oh, and um yeah. I, I don't know. His Willow's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Willow, Willow's wife is is just straight he's up Cornish. British. <laughs> he's <Cornish>. Yeah, she's <laughs> Cornish. Yeah. So what's going on? <laughs>
1: But yeah, for some reason they thought he'd be more relatable if he had an American accent. So yeah, poor work, Davis. You know, in addition to everything else he had to do in this movie, he has yeah. to do an American accent. He
0: doesn't do it too badly, though. Let's no, be fair. It, I think
1: it's so only because you know he's English, you can hear it. Um, yeah, I think but that's he, right. it, it doesn't it doesn't clang too much. But um, where are we? At? So there yeah, so Eric and Mad Madigan are old friends, but clearly not friendly enough that he'll let him out of the cage. Um so Eric just goes, Yeah, you rotten your coffin, I'm all rough to fight a war. Um so they bugger off, leaving Mad Madigan a bit despondent, and Willow thinking, Well, we've just seen like a thousand people and none of them wanted the baby. What are yeah. we gonna do? <laughs> uh at which point Migosh decides to take Matt's own hand and lets Mad madigan out. Um yeah. who just he actually luckily he doesn't out to be a crazy man who attacks and kills them he does he has keep to his word
0: yeah. which is which is contrary to all evidence we've had thus far yes isn't it like uh, uh.
1: He's, in, he's in a condemned man's cage He's yeah. threatened them with death um, yeah every every other human who's walked past him has thought to leave him there or say you deserve to be there <laughs> Yeah, but but because he said I just want to get out of here and look after the baby, Migos thought this is a good plan.
0: Yeah, exactly. And he does it. So fair play. I mean, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's a good new instincts. Man. Yeah, good good instincts. instincts. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, that's that's so a Mad scoops up the the baby. Uh, Willow and Migos go home, Um, worrying slightly. Have we done the right thing? But not enough to turn around and check. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but again, a set next plot twist. Um, a great big owl or a hawk flies above them clutching a baby beneath it with yeah, yeah. a teeny tiny little brownie on top screaming i stole the baby yeah um, and that's so- not
0: that's not hugh being racist <laughs> that's the name of the character the name of the people are called little brown they're called brownies aren't they they're called
1: brownies yeah like the um like the girl guides and stuff yeah
0: uh, but they're and not. Is, is... like
1: that. They, are teeny, they are. They are. They are. They're not. And they're not little people in the same. Oh, way no. As the, um, the Nelwyn little people. These are cinematically shrunk people of normal proportions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. These are like borrowers, aren't they? They're <laughs> borrowers. Yes. <laughs> exactly.
1: So the borrowers have stolen the baby or borrowed it, maybe. Um, so yeah. we're, this, is, this is the point. point.
0: point that this is the point in the film where my irritation levels went through the roof. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But so they so again, yeah, Willow and uh, and Mindy just give chase and immediately get trapped and Gulliver travels um, because they get tied up by the brownies, um, who yeah. also tend to be in league with a fairy queen yeah. in the woods. What? Um, yeah, yeah, it's so, all so it's all going on. Um, so this fairy queen um announces to Willow that the baby is
0: called Alora Dannon. How does she is, know? Because the baby told her. Yeah, but I mean, this is it's so weird this scene because you think, what, what, what? I mean, talk about talk about handy. <laughs> yes it says
1: it says how how, how do you know her name's Laura dannon she told me she's a very special baby she's a very special baby uh, and also that she likes you um so they the so the fairy queen gives willow a magic wand yeah. a quest to find an enchantress called finn Roselle, uh two brownies as a, as guides and companions one of which is played by kevin but uh, pa- mm. is it kevin kevin pollock kevin pollock
0: yeah kevin sure, he, he's quite a quite a uh Rough and ready
1: comedian. Yeah, but I mean he's had a career. I I do you know what I've seen this from a hundred times. The first time I clocked it was him and I thought, What?
0: Yeah, he's been in lots of films, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I got a lot of time for him as a character actor, but I did not realise he was he no. was the, the, the mischievous brownies. But there you go, everyone starts somewhere. Um so he has two brownies as guide, a magic wand to give to FinnRazel, um, a quest to find FinnWosel on some enchanted island. Um and also then once Finn Rosel has been um found to take the baby to was it um Tirizlaine, which is yeah. apparently another kingdom that can fight Balmora. So
0: I'd just like to add as well that you've said that the um, the uh, the uh, the sorry, Chirlindra, that's her name, isn't it? The yeah, fairy queen has given given Willow t- two brownies, um, Rule and Frangine as guides i'm just re read, i'm reading the um the wikipedia page for willow and this how i do my research <laughs> kevin pollack and rick overton as rule and frangine a brownie duo who also serve as comic relief <laughs> so they're not guides they're literally just comic relief and i can tell you what they aren't comic relief
1: <laughs> because also they, their voices have been made squeaky which yeah. is never oh. a good thing
0: yeah they have italian accents as well didn't they are they Italian accents? Well, they're just they some kind of weird. They're, they're, they're affectations. They're affectations. Yeah, they're, I think they're they're prototype Jar Jar Binkses, aren't they? Oh, it's more like Skids and Mudflap,
1: <laughs> without the horrific racial overtones. <laughs> oh no! Uh, wait wait so? Yeah, so they um, So has been given all this on his plate. Um, Migos gets to go home, but Willow must press on now. Um, once again in possession of uh, Laura Dannon um uh, and he takes shelter he's going on in the, in the rain and the the dark weather he takes shelter uh, just, in it.
0: just before we go on actually, go yeah, on again Chir- I can't say her name Chir- Chir-Lindra. 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 Yeah. Chir- oh, Well, that the furry. Uh, she's I mean like she's done all of this she's spoken to the baby she's got a wand she seems to be pretty you know on om- maybe not omnipotent but certainly she's What's got than anyone that.
1: we've met so far
0: yeah why didn't she just do it <laughs> <laughs> like I mean Huh? go and find the fairy queen who resides in the forest. Oh, sorry, go and find um, what is what's her name again? Finn Raziel And you know she lives um, she lives in this island that is uh, you know, because well, you must know this. Go find her. <laughs>
1: I need to see the fantasy film where James is the main character because they are, having been bestowed with a crest, like, well, why don't you do it then? <laughs> Just take the ring to the cracks of Doom. I don't want to do it. You do it. <laughs> You know where it is. <laughs> what well, she does? She's she's given him her wand. She's a she's a wispy fairy queen. I suppose. I suppose. Maybe she can't leave the confines of the forest. You know, there's always. Well, reasons. that's it. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't have corporeal presence. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fill in the plot holes of this movie because there's plenty to come. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, having found their way into the inn. um Willow kind of you know gets given rough, um, rough treatment again. No one's interested in helping him. So he ducks into a nearby room whereby uh, a, a scene of philandry is, is taking yeah. place. Um, a, a married woman is... this actually made dis- me
0: laugh out loud, this dude. A married story.
1: woman who's disguising her lover as another woman um, yeah. to avoid the attention of her enormous yeah. and angry husband who's about to come in. But this lover is none other than Mad Martigan. Yeah. So you've got like six foot two Val Kilmer in a very pink dress and fake bosom um, <laughs> trying to pass himself off as Cousin Hilda. Um, and of course uh, the, the the husband comes in enraged um, and enormous and angry and his name is of course is lug um, yeah. and as with all comic things he sees what is clearly a man in a dress and instantly falls in love with her <laughs> <Yeah>. he, <laughs> <but> also you <he's laughs> say like the wife is going this is my cousin hildy and lug immediately like grabs her bosom and tries to corner her As like your yeah. wife is right there <laughs> yeah. and she's her, <laughs> her cousin, cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um
0: i but, think lug is in the wrong here really
1: i'd, I'd say yeah lug, yeah lug is this doesn't look like new behavior from lug i think the no. wife is probably in the right
0: anyway but no, um, nobody comes out of this you know, whiter <laughs> than white do they <laughs> no
1: um in fact, actually it's, it's a mad madigan thinking on his feet immediately gra- sees willow and grabs laura down it's basically holding the baby as protection against being ravished um but luckily for his his honor um the 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 tavern is raided by the forces of Nokmar, which is uh, led by uh, Sorcius. We don't mention Saucers, which is Joanne Whaley. Um, yeah. she, she's leading uh, an investigation into, you know, basically, let's check out every baby until we find the right one. And uh, she wants to, you know, she's. The Paladin has a special mark on her arm, so that's the giveaway. Yeah. Uh, so as, as she wants to see um, the baby that uh, Val Kilmer, Mad Martigan, is holding, which gives away <laughs> she isn't <laughs> a meek and mild uh, nursemaid. She's, in fact, an enormous warrior. Um, so when uh, Saoirse deduces this and rips off his headdress saying you're no woman Lug puts two and two together as well and yeah. basically starts beating up anything inside <laughs> 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 and starting an enormous barn yeah. a- brawl, which, allow- which again in-, in fairness starts off a really cool set piece I and mean, this this movie hangs on its cool set pieces so Mad Muttigan, Elordano and Willow dive out of the inn onto this cart beginning a chase with horsemen and chariots after them and the music's swelling and they're kind of you know they're, they're he's punching people as they cry and board the cart and the cart's wheels are exploding and willow's trying to grab the reins i mean there's a lot
0: going on it's very spielbergian i think that scene in its in its kind of construction it, it, oddly and I, they're, they're not great comparisons but it reminded me of the the, the tank scene yes. yeah in um indiana jones or the truck scene in razors lost ark yeah yeah it, yeah that is <coughs> that kind of thing yeah. isn't it and it is these
1: things actually quite you know quite, when they when they're good they look effortless and when yeah, they're not right. crap yeah but they uh um, yeah. it, it was really well done actually you know you know where all the protagonists yeah. are you know who's punching who you know what yeah. the what the dangers are so um so this is all very good they managed to you know to beat up and, and destroy all the horsemen mad Madigan's quite handy in a fight um uh, willow is outraged that he drove this fast with an infant on board so yeah, after sure. having a bit of a row um they kind of agree to team up and he'll take them as far as the uh the island um where they'll find Mazel and then he'll head his own way um so they they there's there's a bit of odd couple bickering they're kind of getting on but at the same time you know, um, Willow we have to remember he's not 17 he's meant to be i guess his paternal figure <laughs> and responsible is is the responsible one who's looking after olero Danan and and looks down at mad martigan mad Martin kind of thinks will is a bit of a stick in the mud and you know he's, he's this kind of stuff so they um but they make it to the uh the island Indeed. um at which point madwin leaves again and at this point he's kind of bonded with the lord Danon too he's a, you know he's a, I think he's um he kind of whispers to the baby saying you know if you're really a princess look after him will you but there yeah, he's uh He's on his way. Willow yeah. then sails and off, and the baby there. the baby starts crying. Then doesn't she? Cause oh, because she's down bonded yeah, man after. yeah The family's been broken up again, but um they he comes back. He goes to the island and finds the uh, Finn Roselle, who has been put under a spell by Indeed. Badmore, and um, she's Indeed. now some kind of possum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: she is. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: And but uh, possum can talk, so you also get this this possum with an animated mouth going. What yeah. does happen to be? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Willow and the enchantress possum and uh, comes back to the brownies. At which point we're reunited again with Mad Madmartigan, because having left him, he's now been captured. Um, and he has not betrayed Willow. These the kind of the guards found Willow all by themselves, and they kind of make that very clear. So we know that Mad Madmartigan hasn't betrayed them yeah. It's like I told you, we could find them without your help. It's a, it's a very accommodating <laughs> guard. <there. laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, so again now well, then, oh, it's all up They've got the you know they've got Finwisel's now in a cage, the um, willow and mamas. although it
0: is odd that they've they've put uh, a possum in a cage.
1: Yeah. Well, why the, not they, just they, leave
0: her there? <laughs> yeah, these are very <laughs> fair guards. Because
1: they have no idea this is an enchanted saucer. It's just
0: what I mean, it's just a possum. <laughs> and they get it. what other animals did they leave behind oh we've got this possum but we haven't really got any room for this turtle or this seagull I just leave them it doesn't matter it's a (laughs) bloody possum why are we taking a possum with us George well I (laughs) like possums (laughs) look we've got a cage it's not being used stick the possum in it
1: yes so they, they, they capture the possum and also willow and mad martigan who they they drag behind the truck um yeah. i still
0: understand willow and mad martigan absolutely
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you can, even then you think they just kill him out of hand i mean they're not really important they've got the baby and yeah. having prisoners just slows things down yeah. i mean the possum is actually the most portable of the prisoners i
0: suppose it i suppose it is i suppose it is really isn't it yeah
1: yeah so um so actually Sortia is leading this this party, as is we've not even mentioned it, General Carl, um, mm. who is um he can he is he is the he's the muscle of Queen Badmore. He, I mean, he literally he makes his appearance saying, My queen, I've destroyed the castle at Galadorn. Um, this is yeah. apparently a big deal. Galadorn, I think, was the big kingdom that was opposing her. Yeah. But but Queen Badmore was like, Yeah, come on, I've got another job for you now.
0: <laughs> no it's, it's an interesting way to introduce the character, though, isn't it? Because he walks yeah. in like, yeah, you know, look at me. He looks like um uh, Skeletor, the name. But he's given off off a, his mask he's given,
1: off, he's given off a huge Darth Vader vibe we'll come to the comparison yeah, he's an yeah. enormous man in a in a terrifying mask skull mask yeah. with a big cloak and is played by um Pat I'm gonna say Pat Phoenix Pat Roach, but, Pat. Pat Roach who yeah. is the go-to big guy of Lucasfilm again if you've um if you don't know the name he's the he's the German who punched um Indiana Jones by the uh, the airport in, in oh Park. He's, the, uh, ah. he's the, um, the tuggy who dueled Indiana Jones before getting sucked into the rock crusher. Um, I'm not sure who he was oh. in... Basically, if there's an enormous man in a Lucasfilm film, it's Pat Roach. So this might... I mean, this is quite a big role for him, though. He's speaking well everything, Yeah, yeah. What he also, his other speaking role was uh, as playing Bomber in auschwitz Own pet where he has a oh, very, okay. very broad and almost indecipherable West Country accent.
0: Oh, uh, right, okay. Which,
1: um, you can understand why he was mostly played muscle roles, yes yeah, yeah. his, his diction is not the best, but he's, he's good enough to look menacing, and yeah. you know, menacing he looks. He does, yeah. Um. So yeah, so uh, general General Carl and, and Sorsha are leading this this party um to now they've got all the all the cards in their hand, but uh what happens then? The brownies actually prove their worth. They were not captured because they even though you'll catch possums, you can't catch brownies. Um, so, so they they've run behind this entire trip. I don't know how, how they'll do it in brownie strides. I have no idea. But they make it. Uh, <laughs> they make it and they, they pick the lock. Um, or rather, they try and pick the lock, but Mad loses patience because they've got a little tiny brownie spear that they're using to pick yeah. the lock. Mad Matican snatches it out of the hand and does it himself. At which point, um, the, the chief brownie um, loses his, his patience and smacks Mad in the face with it's some a-
0: love potion.
1: With, which he happens to have around his neck, a very large yeah. bag of love potion, which was established before because he hits his friend with it who falls yeah. in love with a pussycat. Yeah. Um, but the yeah, love potion in Mad Martigan who luckily doesn't fall in love with the first thing he sees because that would yeah, either so... be two brownies, willow or a possum. Yeah,
0: and now that makes, that, I'm surprised at that as well because the other one fell in love with the first thing he saw. Yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting.
1: Yeah. But may, maybe there's some kind of cutoff point where you only fall in love with things you're you're compatible with. I don't know whether brownies compatible <laughs> with a cat. Well, they're not human, are they? So maybe cats are big for brownies, but anyway, so yeah. Mad is, is a, about to be under the influence of a love potion, but they, then let's have to rescue a So they sneak into the, the command tent, which contains Sorsha asleep and a Loredana. Mad Matican mm-hmm. volunteers not, to go in and get
0: not her. Not guarded by anyone.
1: No. Um, <laughs> why would you guard it? Everyone's, everyone's everyone's locked up.
0: That's true. They're inside,
1: really? they're inside the ring. You see, there's probably a big yeah. defensive ring outside. Yeah, You've got to think true. logically about this kind of I, thing.
0: Uh, fair, that's a fair point. That's why, <laughs> that's why you are like Sun Tzu. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Mad Matigan sneaks in and is about to pluck Lordana but catches sight of Sorsha. Um who who in defense is, you know, looks like joanna Whaley in a in a scarlet wig. So you know, you, you yeah. can uh you can be forgiven for falling in love with her, as he promptly does. Um Sorsha's not having any of it because she keeps on putting a knife to his throat and tell him to go away. But, but she's then suddenly
0: perplexed. does.
1: Well she's a bit perplexed because he's not particularly worried by the fact she says she'll kill him and he's really chalking off a lot of kind of sonnets to her beauty and his love and everything. So she's more like what? Rather yeah. than um the
0: and then he's kind of almost a little bit intrigued, like, oh hang on.
1: Yeah. Well, this is this is interesting. And I suppose if you'd call that a plot hole, I think it's quite obvious that Sortia has had a very um uh uh, a childhood that is deprived of affection <laughs> for oh, probably. so I
0: think I, think I wondered like what anyone, you were going to say then to
1: yeah, you. You. I was going to say I think that anyone who told them they love loved stories mean that's the first time she's heard it in Venice it's like, yes it's true I think it, maybe yeah. that could move anybody it's like really mummy never says this to me she just tells me to go and kill babies <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. so anyway so as this is going on um, uh, again General Carl who is not under any kind of difference turns up with, with the gang saying what's going on here um, and Okay, Madam bad Madame Altukin, uh kicks the tent down, so all you know, all hell breaks loose and he cuts himself free. And I will say at this point, um it's, it's a really cool sequence because Mad Martin has been basically either boasting or moaning through the whole film that he doesn't have a sword. He keeps saying, give me a sword. Mm-hmm. I'm awesome with a sword. I'm the best swordsman ever. And this is the first time we actually see him with a sword. And the musical score agrees that he's very good with a sword because <laughs> he does all these little twirls and he's, yeah. and he's just chopping guards down left and right. Yeah. And even Willow, who has no patience for Mad Martin, especially he's just compromised the rescue plan, just goes, you are great. And <laughs> <laughs> At which point, and I can only assume this is improvised because it's awesome, Man, um, Malkin does another flourish and then falls on his ass because he's in the snow. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's a hilarious moment that looks yeah, so natural. You think either Val Kilmer did that brilliantly or it was just like he just fell over. But it's it's yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, so the, the fighting goes on. They, they The whole party leap aboard a shield and surf their way down the side of a snowy mountain um where they take refuge in a village which um they kind of hide in the cellar as the the guards start turning over every house luckily the cellar happens to be the home of uh the entire army of galadon <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, what who's the in? chance what i know chances? <laughs> eric is in there eric is in there looking a bit bloodied and moaning that he's lost half his men in the battle um but but nonetheless they, they're they all hiding out in the in the in the, the cellars uh and again matt um <coughs> eric is is kind of basically bad mouthing mad mad and saying you save anybody willow what are you doing with this guy he'll he will betray you and willow kind of you know looks and says, i I believe in him um so they decide to um they're basically again the Sorsha well, again Sorsha leads a rescue yeah, uh, an investigation right, party in the cellar yeah. Madmartican takes her hostage um, which gives everyone enough time to run out and start fighting with the uh, the, the Nokmar guards and Willow, Madmartican and prisoner Sorsha then escape heading for yeah. the, the, the Tower of Tirislin. Oh they're also being pursued um, the now in company of Finn who we forgot to mention has now been transformed from a possum into a crow uh, because Willow tried to do his transformation
0: spell but got it a bit wrong Nice. Yeah apparently it's the that's the first example of a transformation special effect in film. Is it? It was a rather it good is. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so this is where they yeah so and then later on she she goes through like a you know she t- she turns into a goat doesn't she when yeah, he yeah. tries it again then then a tiger and all this kind of stuff until he, she yeah. is actually the Person that she is, I
1: remember now because, yeah, because uh, Willow, Willow is again, he's doing his best to concentrate, but it's very difficult because you know he's not actually a sorcerer, yes. but he's got the wand in his hand, he's trying his best. And um, and is gonna ask the possum, you know, what's your, what is your true form? Because I am a beautiful young woman, and he goes, <laughs> Willow, concentrate, concentrate,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but obviously, she isn't.
1: Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that. So um, she's turned into a bird. So the the and um, the the crow, and prisoner Sorsha and Martigan and Willow uh, ride off on their horses to um, into the the canyons to find uh, Lee, At which point, Sorsha and Martigan have a kind of a conversation um because my mark and the love push is now worn off clearly the effect yeah, of he has it, no
0: idea what was going on or yeah, what yeah, he, said. They
1: slid, the, as they slid down the mountain he tended into a giant snowball and smashed which seems to have worn off the effect um so he's here yeah, he's not no longer mad love with her he's a bit confused by her um rather than antagonistic and she's now a bit confused that he's no longer mad love with her um, yeah. and she gets a bit cross basically punches him in the throat and escapes so that's the end of that she she runs back to the um to her own side, and then they go to the castle of Terrasline, which apparently is not the stronghold they wanted. It's empty. It empty. Everyone's been it's turned abandoned. to stone. Well, but it, it does have stone. a lot
0: of, um, it has a lot of kind of um arrows and gun, not guns, but swords. But, you know, fighting um, equipment. Armory armory that's what i'm yeah. looking
1: for well it's not abandoned because people are there but they've been turned to stone
0: yes that's right so um
1: so madmoor has been already there's no safe places to hide um but you're right it does a huge army so madman can kits himself <laughs> out with uh, a nice uh, suit of armor and a lot of crossbows <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's and he's setting booby traps all over the place it's proper kind of yeah um, kind of improvised uh traps I and mean, he's got you know kind of um man traps and crossbows behind doors and all this kind of stuff because he's he's rigging for defenses um as <clears throat> as um what happens now they're also trolls they, they, they tread in some kind of a very distinctive poo um, yeah. and so trolls they, I
0: hate trolls says they do
1: Mark. I hate I love the fact that Willow hates trolls more than anything else more than anything else has been trying to kill him he has a special yeah. hatred
0: for trolls and this is the first we've heard of his hatred of trolls
1: no no he does he does say it at the beginning because oh it, does he um, as his two young children are preparing him for the journey
0: oh yes that's they, right yes
1: they predict everything he says they said aren't you scared of being kidnapped by brownies or meeting fairies or facing um, dragons or trolls um, oh yeah the, the dragon on its way so um they've they're basically willow and Madmatican are trying to defend the castle because the um general carl and his and saucer and all the, the the riders are coming are charging the gates so Mad kind of bars the, the door as best he can and prepares for the worst uh, while willow once again tries to transform um finn Rizal, this time from a crow into a goat and then gets attacked by a troll which is basically like a, an ugly chimpanzee it's a um, yes
0: yeah, that's
1: it. troll exactly. that i'd recognize
0: yeah, yeah it's like yeah it's like you know how chimpanzees have got that really weird ass so imagine that ass <laughs> on the face
1: <laughs> yeah they're just uh they're, they're, they're horrible oh. yeah and they're really not fantasy so willow managed to deal with the first one by transforming it into a tiny dragon um which uh, he kicked it's a very ugly dragon too it's it's yeah, no oh, it's great. no um what's it called sick tracks. It's no, it's no um Vermithrax pejorative. Vermithrax pejorative. No, it's, it's a it's a hideous looking thing with two heads. But yeah. he, um, but it's a t- it's about the size of a football. So he boots it into the moat and thinks it'll
0: deal it's, with it's it. Very har- it's very, it's um... very. Harry.
1: Harryhausen. It's very yeah. Harryhausen. Um, because as the, as the gates are broken down and Mad Madigan is firing off cross reports to keep the guys back, this once tiny but now enormous dragon with two heads bursts out of the moat and terrifies everybody. So now again, all hell breaks loose. You've got the Mad Matican fighting the guys, trolls jumping out of everywhere, the soldiers fighting both Mad Matican and the dragon, which can also breathe fire. Um, yeah. Willow is basically to, to keep Elora and Danon and safe whilst fighting off trolls and bad guys um Saoirse, um at some point of the battle changes changes heart and joins
0: Mad Madigan's team um, <laughs> which is yeah that's weird as well isn't it because well, you know this, is, we, we, is, we talk, we, we're talking about the um at the start uh the the maid who rescues the baby as not not being screened very yes. well in terms of you know loyalty well this is her daughter Yes. Well, and there's no has, real reason for it to
1: change. There isn't. Um, unless, unless she's again, she's just she's Mad Martigan fighting heroically and apparently that's enough to change her mind. But that's Lust,
0: isn't it? Lust. There was,
1: there, no, there, was a, there was a scene that was filmed and then cut that makes a lot more sense out of oh, this. Um, Saoirse's father, Saoirse's mother was Queen Bav Mordor. Her father was the king of Tirislene and he was one of the people who was trapped in stone and apparently ah. in this scene he comes to life and says, you must overthrow your mother, you must join Mad Martigan. So rather than just being overcome with lust and, and fancying him she actually makes a conscious political decision which oh, that
0: would make a lot more sense wouldn't makes it makes
1: a lot more sense but why in, did they cut that out <laughs> i think because basically it, basically she looks at madame artigan the music plays the love scene and yeah, the, the director really will film, do. that's enough so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it's so a sorcerer for the thinnest of reasons changes side completely um well um, love changes
0: and, everything doesn't i it? know
1: and then along comes eric as well eric and, yeah, and his surviving band are charging so um it's all gone very wrong for for, for general karl he's had a terrible day um yes mad Martin does manage to kill the dragon um by, by the rather novel trick of skewing one of its fire breathing heads with his sword so that it, it can't breathe fire and blows its head up which, um, <laughs> yeah. which well, is what we're
0: doing but, it it's quite interesting for a children's film i mean i know that we we were looking at dragon dragon slayers being quite yeah. gruesome <laughs> i mean i think when i think the troll being turned into the dragon and then a few scenes where the dragon's head explodes um it's an, an ugly heads
1: dragon heads as well and it uh, is an on, ugly dragon yeah, it keeps on really. ripping people up it keeps biting yeah, and ripping picking, them up as yeah. well so it's, yeah, it's nasty horrible.
0: yeah again it's another example of 80s children's films oh yeah rather gruesome
1: because <laughs> like, it doesn't just pick it picks you up and then the other head bites the other half oh, off yeah. so it's it <laughs> as
0: well it's, yeah but, but um, what's the but what, what's the animal in or the creature in is it the empire strikes back that it looks similar to that i can't think what it is i'm not an expert in star wars so oh maybe, the rancor monster yeah that's it yeah a little bit it's got the same kind it's, of chin it's the same yeah and oh, kind it's, kind a, it's a similar girls. style of special effect as well isn't yeah it? yeah Oh, well, no need to yawn Hugh. Come on. I won't talk about Blooming Special Effects anymore. This is your film choice. <laughs> I've got <to> cut that. <laughs> it's your bloody film choice. <laughs> I had to sit through Willow.
1: <laughs> oh dear me. So General Carl, who's, who's lost pretty much everything, does manage to get hold of a Laura Dana, which is the prize. He basically bops Willow on the head, takes the baby, and cuts a path through the other night. So he's made it. He's got his uh, he's got out, and the bad guys have the baby um which again willow is now despondent of course he is um and but Mad-Matican kind of picks him up and looks him in the eye and says let's do it let's let's go after him so um as mm. uh, which they do so this this really formed army now lays siege to bathmorda's castle mm. um <coughs> bathmorda doesn't seem to bother about this because she just looks at them and with fairly little effort turns every single one of them to pigs which is um, also
0: quite a gruesome
1: trend oh my goodness yeah <laughs> because it's because horrific. it's it's not a Shazam it's people no, clutching it's... their stomachs and you can get mad you know mad madigan who's been a handsome hero the all time his yeah. th- face gets tusks and, and snouts yeah. and
0: It's it's um it's American werewolf in Londonesque.
1: Yeah and, and again even Sorsha, her daughter, she starts crying oh. out in pain oh. as yeah. does it. Willow um, and and um is it um, Finn Brazil
0: yeah
1: because will actually manages to do a protection spell. So they're yeah. they're kept safe which proves to be critical. Um, but the entire camp you know, this is the army this is Eric this is all the soldiers have been turned into pigs and this is the great thing about the 80s they actually have to get like a hundred pigs yeah, they do. Yeah. there was there no way to see to giant. they just had to get <laughs> yeah. an awful lot of pigs and let oh, them wander yeah. around the camp yeah, and yeah. my favourite anecdote about this entire movie is the pigs kept trying to have sex with each other oh really so apparently I had to keep lots of buckets of cold water to stop <laughs> the
0: pigs from shagging <laughs> oh no they should have filmed that
1: <laughs> i think that might have interrupted the love story between mad Matigan and, and yeah, then if they'd yeah. had
0: sex as pigs but- <laughs> before the before the final reel <laughs> uh, i see it makes it a bit edgy though doesn't it
1: <laughs> that's definitely the john borman category yeah.
0: you must be must be <laughs>
1: <laughs> but so luckily so willow and philomazelle uh, have have been saved this fate and willow actually then managed to pull off the transformation so after rotating through a few animals uh willow transforms philomazelle who apparently was a beautiful young woman but has been transformed for several years and is now a very very aged woman um but still still hale enough to basically retransform the whole army from pigs back to humans overnight so um She's simply got her magical uh, spell on and at which point <coughs> um is not paying any attention to what's going on outside the walls anymore because she's all about the ritual. This big mm. ritual with kind of acolytes in robes and a, and a central altar and everything like that. Everything she needs to banish uh, Loredana to a different dimension where she can no longer threaten her. Um, Indeed. Which again leads to the final reel where Willow has a plan. Um, uh, let's not worry about how this works too much. Basically, <laughs> Willow and Finn Rizal stand outside the castle and and threaten them. Um, of course, the entire castle laughs at this and opens the gates to capture them, at which point, overnight, in between being turned to pigs and and getting a plan together, the entire army has dug enough holes yeah. to hide everybody yeah. with horses <laughs> and armour.
0: You know when c- you said there was a scene that was cut yeah. when Saoirse but was there another scene cut that was about 25 minutes long which showed this? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I watched this and thought
1: what yeah they, they, the worst plan is i remember let's use the gopher trick it's like okay gophers but gophers aren't horses
0: yeah yeah now i'm willing i'm willing to um you know flights of fancy you know it's a fantasy film i'm willing to go a certain um l- level but that was a bit much <laughs> so, <laughs> so
1: yeah so um so uh, an entire cavalry charge leaps out of the ground um and, and basically takes the castle by surprise and now there's a big old fight happening in the castle and it's that proper 80s castle you know that people are fighting yeah. and dying all over the place um, allowing uh, Willow and Finn Rizal and Sorsha to sneak up and try and disrupt the ritual. Sorsha yeah. gets promptly kind of flung against the wall um, but then quite, we have this...
0: quite hard as well it's quite a good fling isn't it?
1: Not just she gets flung towards spikes and only yeah. Finn Rizal's magic stops yeah. her but actually Sorsha was basically killed all the acolytes which seems quite badass because acolytes are about 60. Um, yeah <laughs> well let's say there's not 60 of them no, age, they're aged 60 yeah. there's three of them. Them and they're very old. Yeah, I
0: was going to say there's it like less than a handful, and they're yeah. all quite old for Dark well, Ages.
1: They basically come towards Sorsha with a couple of spoons, and she, <laughs> she kills all of them. Yeah, kind and of dodgy. With, with a very cool sword, Sasha mentions has this really kind of like um, jagged sword that she uses throughout. And she's got this very nice kind of um, almost like samurai-esque helmet. the 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 visual effect, you know, the visual influences, mm. are quite eclectic in this. Um, but yeah, so she she gets taken out of the reading pretty quickly, which gets when Willow is hiding behind a a, a chest, which uh, basically means that Finn Rizell and Bavmorda are going at each other with all kinds of magic spells, um, and it's, it gets. It's you don't often see a big finale battle between you know two women of a certain age, so that yeah, was novel. It's true. Um, yeah. And and they, nice. and they and they they go out at hammer and tongs because they you know they, they start off with you know the magic tricks of I'll turn you to fire I'll turn you to snow yeah, etc. Yeah. and they spin it around with the, but in the end they're just punching each other which I thought was quite <laughs> like like Finn was he's just laying a couple of clocks yeah. into Morda's face <laughs> uh, and it's <laughs> not fair enough um, and but Morda, again by using the old trick of pretending to be dead but not really manages to get better of of. of uh, Finn Roselle and and smack her around a bit as well. So it's all up, um, except Willow is now holding, um, has got hold of Laura and, and defies uh, Queen Bav Morda. Yeah. Um, and, but not with his not with his uh, his magic because his magic doesn't work. Um, he's managed to do a bit of sleight of hand. Again, it was in a setup that he can do a, what's called a disappearing pig trick, which is just where he he hides the real pig and gets some yeah. bundles of cloth, but he pretends that this bundle of cloth is the baby and that he has magicked her away which confuses uh, Queen Babmorda so much she steps back into a bolt of lightning which has handily come down onto the altar and zapped her away and Indeed. that that's pretty much the movie the battle is over oh, um, I suppose General Carl has killed Eric as uh as all secondary characters should be <laughs> um, which has inspired man yeah. to go up and kill General Carl in
0: a big duel so yeah. that was nice um yeah but that's that is it and then and then at the end Willow returns back to his home a hero yeah and, that's that.
1: and, the, and There we are. They are massive celebrations. All is done. And that is the the
0: end of the movie. Because there's a scene scene at the end which reminded me of the scene where Han Solo well, no, when they all, they are like the, I can't, me, my Star Wars knowledge is bloody awful. But anyway, isn't there a bit at the end where Mad Mardigan and Susha are getting married or something?
1: Have have I made that up? they're, They're together. They don't actually get married.
0: Yeah, and it reminded me of this. I'm sure there's a scene at the end of Star Wars where everyone's in this massive palace and they were like, hey, this is brilliant i suppose that's loads of films your isn't knowledge
1: it? of star wars is remarkable but yes <laughs> there's, there's, kind, there's kind of a scene like that <laughs> there we go that it's be... kind of a combination between that and then the uh, the Ewok village at the end with all. i mean in fairness the probably the reason they uh, they could hire so many um, small people on such short no not the short notice they have probably had an address book <laughs> short notice what am i talking about the fact that lucasfilm was able to hire so many little people cool. is because they you know they all had them all from Ewoks like yeah. I remember let's get the old Rolodex out everyone we hired in 83 let's hire again in
0: 87 Oh well, yeah exactly and I did I think I read somewhere that up until that point I don't know that there's been another film actually so maybe in the history of films it was the uh, film with the most um number of I don't even know I little people say little But that sounds really patronizing though it is it is um, uh, we'd get stuck if we try to pick any terms so. oh it's gonna go those with achondroplasia Oh, there we go. <laughs> um Yeah, a, a, a collected. A collected. That sounds awful as well. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it um, amassed for a film.
1: Yeah, well, it's not surprised. I mean, again, this is all is not. Yeah, this is pre CGI. They're all there. They're all there. They're all. But in the, dancing you're not going
0: to CGI a little person, are you? I mean, you're not going to well, CGI someone with achondroplasia.
1: No, but you can. You could. You could do the Peter Jackson thing and do the kind of the forced <laughs> perspective. You could, you could have like yeah know, I suppose you, you could, could do it like ho- yeah like you did with the hobbit have, couldn't you? You could yeah. have three people I and mean, then everyone's in the background yes. like it's in in holes or something like that.
0: Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah we, and and talking of holes, we are digging them, aren't we? So yeah, we just be <laughs> ought to move on. Yeah.
1: Well, the last point I'll go and and return the Jedi was that um again Warwick Davis got his break in that movie as again even even younger actor playing the uh, the chief no, not the chief Ewok the main Ewok who finds Princess Leia, and they were so impressed with his acting they they wrote the role with him in mind.
0: Really, so yep. Warwick Davis was in The Empire Strikes Back then.
1: Return of the Jedi, you are oh, awful. Was, oh, is it Return <laughs> of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi, Princess Leia takes a knock on the head and is discovered by a very small Ewok who um, befriends that Frenzer, is Warwick and Davis. And that is Warwick Davis. And that was, that performance, Um, again, when he must have been like, I don't know, 12 or something. Um, that's was, a leap was, of was faith clip.
0: as well, though, isn't it? I mean,
1: he's in, he's in the costume. Well, at some point he was allowed to take his costume off and they could talk to him and realise that he uh, close, had something yeah. about him. And, you know, that's good talent spotting. You know, I thought uh, the
0: Ewoks were in the Empire Strikes Back. No, that was... That was not the rock, that was the Ugenworts. Right. Oh, I don't
1: know. <laughs> 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 Notwithstanding. Um that's, that's this is analysis fodder. So um
0: it we've, is we've, analysis we've, had, fodder.
1: we've had quite a trek. I thought we could run through this quickly, but clearly we haven't. Uh, so
0: Well, I could tell see, I could tell that this we're 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 embarking up Hughes Street. <laughs> so that, this is that's why that's why I, I, I steeled myself. I had a nice bedtime tea. Um I had a see, i had decaf. that's why I'm yawning. <laughs> you, but, you bored yourself with the description of willow <laughs> but,
1: but thank thank you listener for sticking through a film you've almost certainly seen before
0: <laughs> As more than me. once <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but let's 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 get on let's move on let's press on to the the reasons why the film was picked and indeed um some themes within
0: Welcome back, dear listener. Um, we have journeyed through Nelwyn <laughs> into other parts of Fantasyland, the names of which I can't pronounce, <laughs> and we have emerged on the other side, slightly worse for wear, a little bit battered round the edges, perhaps, but ready certainly to take on the next task. Which is the analysis of Willow and uh, the reasons why Hugh chose it. So Hugh, put us out of our misery. Why did you choose Willow? <laughs> uh, why
1: did I choose Willow? I think I'm fairly sure Willow was on my list before you chose Dragon Slayer. In fact, you choosing right. Dragon Slayer yeah. pushed it down the running order because I couldn't just follow on with
0: it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. But it again, I think it had been brought to my mind because they they are filming, I think, a TV series as a sequel to Willow. Like they possibly are, in...
0: aren't they? Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be released next year, I think.
1: Yeah, possibly in Wales, which is why I must have heard about it the local news or something. But um, So that probably pinged in my head because I had not like a... Much like Dragon Slayer. Much like Dragon... Are they remaking Dragon Slayer?
0: No, it was filmed in Wales,
1: though, wasn't it? Ah, was it? Oh, yes, where well, all the best stuff is. Um. Uh, so it was in... It, was... it hit my mind, but again, I had not seen it for years and years, mm. having gone through a certain period, possibly in my teens where I saw it a lot. um, And I... Do you remember when it came out? Because uh, this may seem tenuous, Shreddies were giving away little character cards um, with every with every packet of of shredded wheat, and I only had one box. So I only had the brownies, which was yeah, uh, the least uh, interesting of yeah. the character cards.
0: To have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bet. I bet those Shreddies. I bet. 99 out of 100 of those boxes had those bloody brownies in them
1: <laughs> well there was one for mad Matigan there was one for, for yeah. you know for willow and then there was one for the shreddies um which is what, with a lot of brownies so yeah um but no why did i pick it so it's it's big on the nostalgia for me again 1988 was right in the sweet spot of again movies i was watching mm. i'm not sure if i did see it in the cinema i bet i would have loved it there but i did see it you know very quick subsequent afterwards in my teens and just liked it as a fantasy romp i think it uh, it does a lot for that but i think the reason i picked it um was more for the abstract idea of you know it had a lot of star power pumped into it you know it's had the whole lucasfilm engine there and even though it made its money it didn't make the kind of money the the production was hoping for because they clearly had high hopes for it and i'm quite yeah, so interested... it made
0: it made 137 million dollars off yeah. a budget of 35 so it was a success but yeah. i think that they were looking at star wars type money that's, and it yeah. didn't quite materialize did it? and that's i think now what was really what
1: interested me in the movie is not um again what was it worth looking at but you know. What were the elements that they thought would catch on that didn't? Or, you know, what? Yeah. where's this between Star Wars? Because the um the comparisons to Star Wars, I mean, go into the, uh, are very stuck. You know, there's a MacGuffin, oh, there's yeah. a rogue, there's some there's tropes, there's an evil
0: Darth Vader type character. Oh, it's oh, all the there. slide swiping between <laughs> it. <edits. laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 all there. And obviously, has George Lucas right behind it, and again, a, a director kind of, not from his era, kind of, you know, John Ron Howard is, you know, someone who you could be quite simpatico with. Yeah. So it's all in there. Um. And it, it doesn't I doesn't hang together with you know anything like the kind of Star Wars y movie. Um I'm also interested in you know fantasy films of the 80s because none of them seem to be successful. You have Labyrinth yeah. and Legend and Krull and, and Hawk the Slayer. Yes. And they were none of them. None of them. And so they 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 were trying, and some of these yeah. are very good, but not successful. And so it's no. interesting in what was not happening there. I think this one, in a sense, was almost a, a bridging one between the very kind of cheap if you like fantasy movies um and kind of you know the high production ones of, of lord of the rings this had a lot yeah. of money put into it, it but it still had that feel of like the um the harry sword and yeah. sandal
0: films of that it, it was somewhere in between um and it, it, it's it's interesting what you say about the the 80s and the fascination with f- fantasy because you, you're right i mean there were a lot of films in the 80s that were you know, this kind of genre and none of them were really successful and yet they kept being made. Yeah. Yeah. So why did they keep being made? And like, yeah, you're right. A lot of them have gone on to be, um, you know, retrospectively seen as very good and cult classics. Yeah. Um, But at the time, I mean, I mean, the money lost by making a fantasy film. How are the, how are they getting pitched?
1: Yeah. I mean, this is almost why again, Lord of the Rings took so long and was in such development yeah. in hell because yeah. no one was going to put their money behind it. Yeah. And, it's yeah it's, so it's about again so i'm interested in again yeah to so in 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 uh, you know how this what how this holds up basically is is you know having seen it now having watched it many times in, and liked it because there's some good elements in there and there's some memorable elements in there but um it's interesting there's a step back is this a movie that, that holds together in the way that say, again to take
0: it the star wars trilogy does um, so so what why why do you think what do you think are the key Differences then between the success of Star Wars and yeah. the relative unsuccess of this film. I'm not saying that. I mean, and, you know, I think we've established the film wasn't unsuccessful. Yeah. Um, but it certainly certainly not not the, not memorable. It wasn't the cash cow that they thought yeah. it was going to be. And I think, other than again,
1: a certain <laughs> person of a certain age, like myself, not terribly memorable. It hasn't gone gone on to generations. No, it generation. It's, it's yeah. those who saw it may remember it. Those who don't are not seeking it out. Um. So yes, I mean, I it, guess one of the things that, that occurred to me as I was watching it is um, there is a a, a comment in, in Clark's too where they're they're criticising Lord of the Rings, saying, "Look, it's just a film about walking," <laughs> and which I think is unfair to Lord of the yeah. Rings, but actually yeah. it applies to this quite well it, because it, does. it is yeah. basically they are just it's a lot of walking from one place to another, not yeah. really knowing where you're going or yeah. why you're going there. As long as you keep walking and you keep moving from one set piece to another. Um, yeah. Because I you don't, fair. Yeah, because you don't know what the situation with the Queen Bad you don't know, Castle Galadorn, Tirasine, these are just names and places to go to. You don't know why anything is particularly important. You don't know why Laura Dannon will be the savior of the kingdom. You yeah. just know that there is a MacGuffin, who again is essentially the Death Star plans. Um there are these the heroes have to stay one step ahead of the, the bad guys. And as long as they keep doing that in entertaining ways, the film will carry you along to the finale. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. The, 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 <clears throat> the, the world building in it, I don't think is great. No,
1: and I think interesting, again, back to the comparison of Star Wars, is a lot of names were thrown around in Star Wars that they then filled in afterwards in the world yeah. building. Because they yeah. thought, well, we'll just put it there and then it turns out oh, we can use this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think, again, if we're going to look at what the difference was, and we'll probably drop off Star Wars a minute and just look at the film itself. Yeah, sure. But I think Star Wars... Could easily have been this film i think that's the more thing it's not that willow failed to be star wars i think yeah. star wars very nearly was willow because again star wars was kind of they say you know star wars was kind of saved in the edit there's a very um good video essay saying how it was you know shot they shot the script they changed it in the shoot and then they changed it in the edit and a lot right, of the stuff okay. that made star wars magical in terms of how the plot was structured in terms of where the importance lay came in that edit it was, right, it, was, okay. it, was it was all in the, the where the information was presented and, and shown. That made it that kind of absolute barnstormer. Um and I do wonder uh, is 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 the raw materials in Willow, whereas if they'd shown different things in different ways, yeah. could that have changed it too? I think not actually, but I think it's an interesting comparison. I think Star Wars could have fallen not as flat, but may not it would have been as, as yeah, stratospheric yeah. as Willow. Yeah. For, the, for the same reason, if it had just been set piece, set piece, set piece, set piece, which it had it, it could easily have been. Um I so I think one of the one of the issues is and this is no criticism of warwick davis who i think again for a 17 year old for an actor of any kind actually he does alright, doesn't he yeah he does he does right. he's, he's <clears throat> you know he's he's appropriately happy at the happy moments, sad
0: at the sad yeah. moments he's funny at the funny moments he, he he and actually he's he's putting in a shift um, yeah, that's what i was going to say he puts in a decent shift and i think of all of the actors i think Bell kim was quite good in this as well but yeah. i think that you know warwick davis <clears throat> for a for an inexperienced actor being the main star of a film yeah he does a pretty good job
1: yeah quite a physically demanding role yeah, as well as everything yeah, else yeah, too it's it's yeah. it's, it's a it's, it's a good shift so no criticism i think he's he's good as willow um but for life, the character of willow doesn't actually change very much um, no. he i mean he, he attains to become a sorcerer that's his achievement but he starts off the movie as a kind compassionate person who is protective and loving of laura dannon and that's how he ends the film too it's, it's there's a yeah. there's, there's no moment yeah. when he realizes you know like he was like he hates if he feels like burgle cut to start and just was willing to you know punt the baby off to the nearest daikini he found and go home and t- only towards the end he realizes that he's got to care for everybody and he truly loves laura dannon and that's what saves it and wins the plot then you'd have a journey um but here it's, it's just you know a, a nice guy having a lot of adventures and somehow getting his way through it
0: and I think part, part of the issue there is because he doesn't really develop or change much. I, he, he's not a very interesting character. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, and you know maybe that is lost in the edit a little bit because maybe maybe the way that the film is constructed, he could have had a slightly different perspective put in. But I I, I never really I never really connected with him. Um, he was he was the person that the camera was following. Yes. Right. So but but. It, outside of that it, 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 he wasn't interesting enough for me to hold a whole film i don't think and that, again that isn't the criticism of warwick davis's performance i just don't think there's a lot more you could have done with it no and i
1: think actually one of the problems is, is this whole again the chosen one theme is a popular trope but i don't know why yeah, it's, because it's, it's a terrible idea because yeah. um for firstly you've got a baby it's very, you know as 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 if the baby is the MacGuffin, A baby isn't a magic ring and isn't the Death Star plans. You can't just throw it around, hide it places. It, it no. involves a certain amount of consideration in yeah. how you treat the thing. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, again, um, you kind of have to be nice to it, and that's the problem. Yeah. Is Willow is is immediately nice to the baby, yeah. and and because we ha- he has to be, otherwise we wouldn't like be. it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, he and therefore be. he's got nowhere else to go. Whereas if it was say you know a magic ring or an amulet or a goblet, yeah. and his first instinct was I don't you can care lose about it. it.
0: You yeah. can lose it as well, can't you? It doesn't matter. But also, you can not care about it.
1: You could not care about it because it's a thing. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things they were saying was, you know, the big people trouble is not our trouble. And if yeah. they'd and if they gone with that theme of like, this is not my concern, it's not my business, and then you'd learn to be more compassionate, that's a journey. But a baby, you have to care for it right from the get-go. Yeah. And can to do so?
0: So it's a bit of a problem in the fact that you it gives you nowhere to grow yeah i i agree and it's, it's almost as if it's, there's too much baby in this film right yes. the, the baby is holding the film back significantly because you can't do much you've yeah. got to walk from one place to another yeah yeah that that is one of the problems so yeah. i think again one of the reasons why this film, again
1: they've got they've got the wrong mcguffin um and also the mm. problem is again um this you know and lordana doesn't do she she you could argue that she, the baby has caused the downfall of bavmore because by chasing the baby bavmore has left herself open to be attacked and has been yeah, overthrown yeah. but really the baby doesn't do a lot the baby <laughs> um the, the baby doesn't grow up to overthrow her she's just there while she gets overthrown
0: yes um, which yes, is again, and true, prop- yeah. so
1: it's it's not the, yeah. the prophecy is not really fulfilled. <laughs> I think, again, actually, interesting, um, they were hoping that they're hoping this could inspire like a Star Wars trilogy because it didn't. George Lucas um, wrote or co wrote a trilogy of books that I think led to a Laura Dannon growing up. This may be what the, the the TV series is about. So, you know, a la- adult a Laura Dannon mm. who does tend to be the chosen one, but that's by the by. This is this movie we're talking
0: about. Um, yeah. I mean, it does. Make, it does make me wonder sometimes. So you know, obviously Disney have purchased Lucasfilm. Yes. And so therefore they have all of the Star Wars franchise, and they you know they pump out a lot of Star Wars stuff. And I wonder <clears> whether <throat> part of the deal with George Lucas was that they have to, a uh, really you know they have to produce a, a series of Willow programs, because I, I can't imagine there's much demand for it. I mean, like, it's almost like who cares? <laughs> Yeah, I th- no, I think you're you're mis- you know
1: the um the IP monster that is Disney. They will consume anything if there is yeah, the slightest maybe. bit of, rem- of of IP to go with, they'll go with it. If Warwick yeah. Davis can stand up and deliver lines, they'll say, right, there's a Willow series in this.
0: Mm, yeah, <laughs> they're, even,
1: okay. they're doing a, they're doing a Lord of the Rings TV series, for God's sake. Well, <laughs> they're doing a Rocketeer doing... T- TV series, yeah, aren't they? And yeah, just, so... that, there's not much in that, surely. Yeah, I I don't think you have to question. You know, no one is forcing them to do this. They just yeah, this is a, a very IP. It's, it's content, isn't it? Yes, it's content. Yeah. Yeah. Um so some of the other things that i so i think that's the main thrust that that doesn't hold it together but that said there are some good things about the film we've been quite down it so far um the, ca- the, the character pieces the characters are quite strong in it and we've mentioned them so far i think he's done better roles but um val kilmer is very good in this as kind of a swashbuckler he's he yes. is charming he is he, he does shift from kicking ass to being a bit clownish to being a bit romantic he's 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 got the range in there and you don't you don't think it will because sometimes you know they can do the swashbuckling but they're a bit creepy when they start to be romantic or they are just not yeah. funny he, he managed to do the lot so he's and, and quite this, was, good.
0: this was his film pretty much straight after top gun as well wasn't it um, was it? yeah yeah i think I see, yeah so he he was you know a big star he, he was a big he, he held court i suppose yeah. um in hollywood um and obviously, this this was intended to be the vehicle for him to kind of go onwards and upwards. It didn't quite work out like that, I suppose. But um, he what I like about his character in this is that he doesn't it it's a, it's a role that needs to not take itself too seriously. Yeah. But that doesn't always translate into reality. But I think his performance in this creates that kind of lightness of touch, which is really good. So he, I think his performance is the thing that elevates the film from completely it's un- completely forgettable to there's something in this worth watching yeah yeah i think um once we've got there there's um
1: again Jerome Whaley doesn't have a lot to work with but again he's, he's very effective and again um you could have had more as the her as an adversary because she's, you know, quite an effective, you know, the yeah. second in command of ordering the men around to to kill him and you know, grab that person, etc. Again, I've said Jean Marsh is, is quite a good villainess. She was um she was also terrifying in Return to Oz as the the, oh, the Queen of Mombian. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, um, Jesus,
0: Jesus Christ. Christ.
1: So oh having basically oh, gone from being like the, oh. the maiden upstairs
0: downstairs, she does yeah. a very good villain, a proper oh, she, Kids nightmares villain. She she co she co-wrote upstairs downstairs. Um, did she? Ah, yeah, yes, she did yes, yeah. yes, yes. But yeah, you're right. Oh my god! In Return to us. I mean, the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, but again, she's pretty good in this too. Again, given that yeah. you
1: you'd not expect the um. Yeah, it's, it's got kind of what is it, a maleficent vibe to her, The does, the, yeah. the sorcerer's queen,
0: well, another another film that Willow has ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, the uh, well, it, it, Willow is, is is properly you know, just harvesting all the IP. There. It was, it was oh, George it's, Lucas, it's a
0: quilt, it's a quilt yeah. of other films. I mean, George Lucas is known for being a bit of a, um, a, a folk and kind of a magpie yeah basically it's not a problem with that i mean you know nothing, so so nothing was stuff people like put it yeah, together exactly. it maybe it'll hold maybe it won't and the thing about george lucas is i guess when it when it when it has worked and it, it the irony with george lucas is that it hasn't worked very often yeah but but almost the one time it did work it didn't matter whatever else he did <laughs> <laughs> well again, you've got indiana jones too which is very tropey
1: and again massive success i mean this is again offensive to the fancy tropes there's there's you know little people and there's goblin the elves yeah. and there's there's yeah. brownies and there's yeah. there's bad people in, in black armor and there's heroes and there's dragons it's like you know, the harry Hosen and dragons like literally they were throwing everything at it because mm. it, it isn't just them running away from um yeah, you know, people chasing them on 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 bad you know, knights and soldiers. They have a dragon in it as well because you want you want a dragon fight, and they have they have magic because you want a magic bit, and you have so they threw all the bits they thought fantasy light.
0: But you're right, fantasy is, people were not in the mood for fantasy back then. Um, <laughs> they really weren't, and yet here we are, like the twelfth fantasy film of nineteen eighty eight or something like <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they, weren't, they, weren't for, they weren't for sword and sorcery because again indiana yeah. jones is basically a fantasy movie but it's a fantasy movie where you have oh, yeah cars Different, and airplanes
0: well, you, yeah i mean in the 80s we didn't mention conan the barbarian or red right? i mean there's cute. millions there's millions yeah. of them and star wars again is essentially a fantasy, yeah, a fantasy movie, film, but you have
1: laser guns and spaceships. Yeah. so people yeah. like the fantasy they just didn't like swords and, and armor <laughs> and horses i guess um but yeah, so so there's all that in it. So, um, again, other things to it. Again, the set pieces. I think when the location stuff is very good, whether but again, where they're just walking, but they're walking over very nice things, like in mm. the uh, even the initial part when Willow and the the other Nelwyn are just going to the crossroads. there's mm. some nice, definitely. If you just sit back and drink it in, and the one thing to mention is that everything is elevated by James Horner's score. It's um when they're walking, it's more epic. because when they have that music playing, when someone is when an exciting set piece happens, it's more exciting because that
0: kicks off. And um, the, the score has outlived the uh, the film. I thought I thought the score was a touch on the nose. If I'm being honest, really. Yeah, I, it, look i'm not saying that it i'm not saying it wasn't impressive and it was certainly orchestral and it was certainly it was certainly epic <laughs> i guess uh, But I, and it, it was catchy as well but this i don't know i i felt it was one of them it, it was it was almost the uh, i don't know it's going to sound too harsh and i don't quite mean this but it had some of the worst excesses of a john williams score when john williams is great he's unrivaled but yeah when, when he's in his kind of sentimental or he, he'll watch a film and everything that he's watching the music sounds like what he's watching and yeah. I appreciate that's kind of the trope in these kinds of films but um it, I, I on occasion I kind of wanted it toned down a little bit you know put, put it put it back in the background and because um, it was I found it overwhelming to be honest actually was it was it... one of the points I made where I found the score t- slightly too oppressive interesting because i i thought actually the score was saving it a bit because i thought if you uh if if something's not exciting enough the score will go this is exciting (laughs) and that's where i think the problem because actually i don't think the film had i don't think the film was exciting enough and the score going this is exciting it's exciting oh look at how exciting this is look at that over there look at this kind of just got my nerves a bit but this isn't exciting you're just you, you know you're lying to me (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh that was saving it for me it was like if it wasn't <laughs> enough to the music music can make you believe
0: that ah there we go <laughs> no don't get actually the irony is don't get me wrong but if i was listening to the score independent of the film yeah. it, it would be it would be rousing and i would pr- really enjoy it to be honest it was it was it was it's, it's proper swashbuckling stuff it reminds me yeah, more of like the the, the uh,
1: was it the errol flynn
0: pirate yeah. scores a little bit, that yeah. kind
1: of vibe yeah um rather um, than I, rather than kinda yeah, like the um maybe. what's it called? The the green sleeve stuff where it's all pipes and and magic stuff. It is very much like you're you're watch again coming again, you're watching something that's gonna stir you and and gonna rouse you rather than I guess other kind of fancy tropes where it's just like, you know, tinkling bells and music and, and pipes in the, some, in the
0: forest. Give me some pipes and some tinkling bells. You know, a bit <laughs> of subtlety in the background there. I want <clears> my <throat> I want my um medieval fantasy music to be um age appropriate to be to be (laughs) focused on the era that it was set diegetic yeah i want it to be diegetic yeah that's it yeah now if they'd had some minstrels dancing with them playing that music i would have accepted it (laughs) (laughs) but they didn't (laughs) it's a shame that i mean it's interesting isn't it because yeah a a score i think has a it plays a strong role it it can make or break a film i don't think it i don't think it broke this film but you you certainly give it much higher props I, I i found it took me out of it a little bit took me out of the what i was watching in fact i found that i toward the end i didn't have to pay much attention to the film i was just listening to the music and i oh, knew yeah, what yeah. was happening
1: yeah <laughs> well you could again you could say the same again going back to star wars now star wars the music will tell you everything
0: yes that yes you're right that but is again, true maybe maybe but there again, is some shade more subtlety into it i think that's right there's a shade yeah there is and yeah. maybe
1: it was a sense of you know that they saw where the film was going and thought let's just turn the music up it's like, <laughs> maybe they did we need yeah. we, so we need some, some polyfiller over the gaps in the plot yeah. i think we yeah. need a bit more music <laughs> <laughs> because you're, you're right the music is i mean i quite enjoyed it it's on the yes. nose this but again i i also saw that it was i mean literally is there's there's exciting bits, but like you know, the um, the set piece of the the the, the cart chase is yeah. like this is a set piece, and then it stops <laughs> and it gets cool, and then he gets the sword and like, this is a <laughs> this set a sword, piece. Yeah, and, he stop, and they get the side, like this is a set piece. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, which again, I think when when the set pieces are that obvious, and again, the other thing is again back to the plot, there is far too many um, kind of hellos and goodbyes like they, they oh they, so uh, many there's about five yeah that's it when the gang gets together to do the quest just get on with it yeah that's it just get on with it I'm not I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm. take you as far as this point. like you're not gonna go you're gonna go all the way we know this it's like yeah. don't be a reluctant rogue yeah. Like, even Han yeah. Solo made it all the way through it's like <laughs> just say you're gonna do it and then you can yeah. moment, but, you, but you are we know you and like even like because my mom's gonna leave him at the island and he's back in five minutes of prison like well we knew you'd be back <laughs>
0: yeah And the fact so actually you've you've. Highlighted something there, which and I feel like I'm being too. I feel like I'm being very down on the film. Um, and but you you did mention this about the chosen one theme in 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 films. I I never I never quite get why films want to go down that road. But I I have kind of problems with the 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 uh, the prophecy element of this as well. And I know that you've said that it the prophecy isn't the child, the baby. I mean, the prophecy is the fact that they've gone on the adventure, and that's what's her, her focus on the child is what's brought her down. But sorry my cat's meowing in the background can you hear that it's ridiculous and like be quiet i'm on i'm recording a podcast here arthur um sorry apologies in the same way that i get frustrated with the chosen one type films i get frustrated with prophecies because the point of a prophecy is it's a prophecy right it it, it comes true doesn't it right it's 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 a vision of the future um so i never feel any threat when I'm watching a film about a prophecy, because it's going to happen. It's a prophecy. It's going to happen. That is true. I'm trying to think the, the only
1: prophecies where it ever works are like the Greek myth ones where they either don't believe it or try their hardest to stop it and therefore make it come true.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you, yeah,
1: you're right about the whole
0: game. Yeah, I mean, it's always like, I'm going to die tomorrow, so I'll spend all day un, indoors under my duvet and then the roof collapses or something <laughs> like that. You think, oh, right, OK. So it's, for me, there was never any danger that that it wasn't going to work out yeah. because the prophecy had already been stated in the opening two minutes. Yeah, yeah. So then I could just go, right, okay, well, at the end of the, the prophecy has to be realised. Now, what you don't know is whether Willow um, or Mad Martigan will die because the prophecy isn't about them, it's about the baby. Yeah. But it, it kind of doesn't really matter at that point. So it immediately takes something away from the film that, you might find exciting so you i mean you can enjoy individual set pieces and i think that the the cart set set piece is is very good um but after that you can have five six seven more set pieces and none of them become any necessarily better than the one at the start or the best one so you end up just getting a bit bored because you know nothing's gonna make a difference it's not going to make a difference but you also
1: don't know where a difference could be made because we we know that again queen Bathmorda is bad and has yeah, yeah. bad people at her yeah. service but we and we we know that there's random people fighting against her but it's all and, and you could argue what well, we're seeing it you know we're not we're seeing it from the periphery we're seeing it from willow's eyes yeah but we have absolutely no idea where anything is what anything no. matters well, does queen Bathmorda rule everything and these are yeah, listen, who knows the, she's just yeah. a bit
0: she's just evil isn't she but what yeah. does that mean
1: yeah, is she evil and she's in one tiny kingdom? It's like good, because yeah. because this Galadron army seems pretty powerful. They laid siege to her castle. Did she only have a small amount of, of soldiers that she squandered trying to chase down? This yeah, that's
0: what I mean. uh, yeah, and this is what I mean by the world building because the world building in other similar types of films like Lord of the Rings, like Star Wars, um, is done so much better, yeah, that you. You don't. It's almost like you don't necessarily need to know everything to start with, but it all becomes revealed, and it all immerses yourself in it. You know, and I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but but what Star Wars has is that it has an exciting world building to it, um, which you you kind of end up buying into, because um, it makes it exciting because you you you're invested in the world that 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 these characters live in. I, you know, Willow could have been walking from his house to the off licence, for all I know. (laughs) It didn't matter. No, because
1: we did we <laughs> don't know how far from the crossroads one place is to another. We don't know how far crossroads is. We um we don't know, and the, the, the the dramatic lows, like when he finds Finn was Albert, she's a possum. We don't know that that this was a big deal. Like is she the only sorcerer no. at all? Yeah. This, when they yeah, go this, when, they, when they when they go to when they go to the, the castle of Tirasline, they've mentioned a few times we're going there, but in a movie, these names wash over if you don't know what they mean. Yeah. So when they're there and Val Kilmer is despondent, because like there's no one here, it's like, was that was this the last kingdom we could have gone to? Was this our final bolt hole? Or was it just yeah, no, the next not, one we went yeah. to?
0: It's not Mordor, is it? It's not yeah. it's you know, it's it's not it's not a terrifying place, it's the name of a castle that she lives in. And um, you know, it's I mean I suppose it's testament to Jean Marsh that it she is as as you know terrifying as she is, because All she really has to do is emote. You know, there's nothing. You you don't need to do anything else. You don't see her in any other environment or scene. You only see her in that room. I mean, it's a a bit like. I mean, even you know, like Darth Vader, and and, uh, yeah, he's all over the place, isn't he? I mean, Darth
1: Darth Vader was General Cal in this. Oh yes, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's obviously not as menacing, but I think that's what we're going for. He's quite clearly yeah. a dark vader type. But again, the thing is, I'm back to the, this whole kind of driving of the plot is that we've mentioned the kind of you know, the character. If if a plot comes together, the characters' wants and needs are combined at the end. But what Willow really wants again is to be a sorcerer. But yes, he's also a farmer. Like he's mm-hmm. there's a big thing. Like if he doesn't sow his field, he'll lose his crops, and mm-hmm. he'll his land will get taken by burgle Cut. But this doesn't stop him from the next day auditioning to be a sorcerer's apprentice, yeah. which I assume would stop him from sowing his field. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then going on an adventure.
1: Yeah. So I think right. they yeah, they, they did that so you know we'd like Willow more because we'd hate Bogle Cut. But it was again, it's that and the kind of the compassion for the baby. They were throwing too many things to make us like Willow. And you know, Willow going back to sow his seeds or be with his family is not a ticking clock. It's it's not like you know, if I don't deliver this baby in two days, I'm not gonna be able to plant my seeds. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. it's just thrown in there as something else that's a bit of a waste of space
0: yeah i mean i mean this would be a completely different film but it'd be more interesting in my eyes if this was a, a a searing expose of the um the power of dreams and how they can drag you down because actually willow might be a very good farmer but he wants to be a sorcerer and being a sorcerer is his downfall if he just stuck at being a farmer He'd have been very good at what he did, or maybe there's a learning point. It's the point that Willow doesn't learn, does he? What does he learn? Does he learn that his life uh, back in the village is good? Because he's got a mate. I mean, yeah, apart from, apart
1: from being in debt with Cat, he's got a nice house. Yeah, he's got, he's got, got
0: a, nice got a lovely, lovely family. Nice house. He's obviously well respected in the village, etc., etc. Um, there's no reason. For, I mean, there's no reason for him to be a sorcerer. It's. An, I mean, it's not like Galen in Dragon Slayer, who yeah. is a sorcerer's apprentice already. Yeah. That's what he is yeah willows a farmer be yeah. a farmer
1: yeah i think there's that whole thing like he wants to be a somebody and yeah you're right that would have been a journey if he'd learned that being a, being you know, f- a, a compassionate human that's being exactly what you, is enough for him
0: you've described that better than i could be than i could have described it there yeah so it's not his his heroism doesn't have to be in the sorcery his heroism could be the fact that he learns at the end that he is a hero yeah. right and he's just a normal person
1: yeah but instead no he's given a magic book and the sorcerer yeah. tells him you're going to be a sorcerer so like great yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, okay. I'll do that. Fine. So it is. It's not a criticism of Warwick Davis. It's just a criticism of the the, kind of the way that the plot is structured and the character of them. I think
1: it was a very nice moment actually when uh, when Willow's wife is uh, sending him on the way and uh, she gives him all a lock of her braid of hair that she cut off for good luck. That was very touching.
0: Um, It's yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And actually, I I do find that the the scenes in the village are. I mean, I know this sounds odd, but it's probably probably my favourite bits of the film, to be honest, because. Um they're the most realised. Actually, that's what I mean. You, that's you, what you I mean. Get,
1: you get you get a sense of the place because you know you must get a sense Indeed. of the politics that cut is, is the guy who who runs the he
0: runs. The, it's like the, the burger master, isn't he? Or yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah. He,
1: he says I sell all the seeds in town, so he's like got a, yeah. a grip on the the livestock. Got a monopoly, hasn't he? Yeah. Willow has managed to scrounge some seeds from the forest yeah, to get around yeah, that. He's going to get yeah, his land back. Yeah. He's got a really good friend. There's like a, a warrior of the village that that the, the source. It's like there's yeah. this it's very well put together. So, yes, and then it is. as soon as you leave the boundaries. You could say it's because Willow isn't there either, but nobody knows. L hell breaks loose. It's just people fighting and killing, and yeah. eventually you'll stumble your way to the finale.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um did so when you watched this when you were did you did you like this film when you were younger?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it was proper swashbuckler. He's like, you know, it was there was enough in it of, you know, just fighting and stuff. Um, <laughs> and and action <laughs> fighting and stuff. Yeah, it was a it was a maniac. But yeah, there, there's some good swashbuckling scenes in it. Um yeah. and I wasn't too troubled by the fact it didn't hang together because it no. didn't bother me as much.
0: Yeah. And I think I think if you like a film, whether it hangs together or not is not the point. You can forgive a lot of things, can't you? Yeah. So I've I've seen this film a lot a lot of times as well. And it's it's weird because um I I mean I must have seen this in the 80s I don't know whether I went to the cinema to watch this I might have done I don't, I don't remember if I did but I would have certainly seen it very soon afterwards certainly you know in the very early 90s yeah, maybe got to just tell you so- quickly. yeah it did didn't maybe just as I was you know turning a turning into a teenager or just before that you know so- something like that basically and um weirdly I, I think I must have seen this film about i't know literally 30 40 times something <laughs> yes. like. i mean I mean must have done but I, i'll I'll be honest with you. I don't ever really remember being massively fond of it. (laughs) It was just on. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was just on. And I think think at the time it was probably one of those films that would have been marketed hugely, would have had a, a real machine, a Hollywood machine behind it and was probably just kind of forced on you at all corners. As you said, it was in a Shreddies competition. It probably would have been loads of stuff on it about it you know advertising it you know interviews with so i probably would have just gone wow i really i should like this i really should like this is this is going to be brilliant and i i don't remember really being massively fond of it i can't say that i disliked it but i i don't remember really enjoying it despite seeing it a lot of times And i mean a lot of times it's probably got just enough about it for me to get on with it but um Looking back on it now, I I don't think it holds up very well at all. I, I think it's I think it's a I think it's a very flawed film, um, and I'm surprised it did as well as it did. To be honest, because yeah. the CGI in it, or the special effects more generally, but the CGI particularly. I think it's awful <laughs> I, I i don't think well, it works it's at more t- blue screen than CGI, yeah but like the, the the brownies for example just look they're, they're very poorly poorly transposed. renders yeah, yeah yeah um the best <clears throat> the best bits about it are the kind of harryhausen style effects but they're obviously special effects right but that's okay
1: all the best um, bits when they just literally thrown money like they've just got yeah. a village full of little people or a, village, or a field full of pigs I and mean, they've yeah they've the just said i'm gonna spend it. a lot of money making yeah, this thing this. real
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and again, you know I, I think that the set pieces in it are good. Some set pieces are very good, but there comes a point where you're moving from one set piece to another and if you aren't connecting with the characters or the story, the set pieces as technically proficient as they are become boring yeah and that's that for me is a problem. Unlike moving from set piece A to set piece B in something like the longest Good night, where you do care for the characters means that you can enjoy the set pieces as ridiculous it is and there are flaws and holes in that film but i don't care the flaws and holes in this film i think were too much for me to really get involved in and that i f- i was i was disappointed because i thought i thought i would like it more than i did yeah it's never quite believe the characters are never quite believable or it's not that they're not likable they just they don't I don't think they do things you expect them to do. that I don't understand why Mad Martigan, as good as Val Kilmer is, decides to look after the baby. I don't know why Sasha decides to fall in love with with Val Kilmer. I, I know that there's a story behind that that yeah, was cut, yeah. but it's not in the film, so you know it doesn't it, count. Yeah, it doesn't count. yeah. Um I don't know how evil or bad the Queen is, really. I don't know where they're going or what it is that they're trying to do. And also, none of it matters because it's a prophecy. So it's going yeah. to happen anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right there. It's um see I think yes, yeah, some of it is redeemed by the money thrown at it. I think some yeah. of it by the, the charisma of the actors involved in it. Yeah. But it's it's again, I read having seen this movie a lot, I still had to watch it again to remind myself of the plot because I wasn't <laughs> quite sure of where things went. Yeah. I, I can only remember the th- the things that happened there. And that's um,
0: another thing as well. I, yeah, despite having seen it a lot, I don't I didn't remember much about it, which is weird. Um and if, you, if, you've got, if you've got to watch the film to remember the plot, and the plot is effectively a person walking from one place to another, this, it's, there's something missing. There's that little je ne sais quoi that's missing from it, which, which Star Wars has. And, you know, don't tell me what it is. I have no idea what it is, but this doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I... Th- I like i say i think even if this has been sort of saved in the edit it's it's not there enough yeah. i think a lot of the reasons we've mentioned i just yeah. um there, there's there's too many problems with it and it's i think ultimately it's not a very good story it's a, um <laughs> it's a i But that, isn't it? that, that, it that isn't? comes down to it i mean it, in some senses i wouldn't say that the script is well written but the script is is Decent enough, but it's so not it, it, it? Yeah, it doesn't have yeah. a story to hang on. And I think, um, again, I think there was a lot of ad libbing going on. Again, Falcon, it has some nice exchanges. But yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I will tell you something else with it is that where does it fall? It's too scary for young kids, Absolutely. and it's too silly for it's too
0: stupid for adults, or
1: for, for adults or, or yes. late teens. Yeah, there's a very narrow band of people who this appeals to. Probably, I probably hit that band exactly. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> And I, th- I, I, what you said about the the, the marketing. In fact, it was ever as interesting because clearly, again, they were put. They're putting their chips on this being the next Star was If someone <laughs> yeah. tells you that and tells you that Lucas is yeah. behind this, you,
0: you're, you're going to watch, watch
1: it, aren't you? But not only that is that the it may the budget compared to the. The, what it took in the box office is good but that yeah. doesn't tell us how much money was spent on the marketing and yeah, and usually it's it's implied that you spent as much on the marketing as in the yeah. film maybe a lot yeah. more was spent on yeah. making this a hit and it didn't and that's what made them think well this didn't make a lot of money at all
0: yeah and you're right and um shreddies it, it, aren't cheap they're not cheap are they no um and again i think i mentioned it but i i probably felt as though i should like it and yeah. so, therefore, kept watching it. Oh, Willow, because the, the,
1: the music was telling you to like it, that's
0: right. Yeah, well, yeah, that's funny, the music's telling <laughs> you to like You are it. excited and you like these characters. Watch this film again, even though you don't like it very much. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely, I've definitely got it recorded at home, at my mum and dad's house, on VHS, when it was on TV. I'm sure I do, right? Because I would have, I would have recorded it. I would have recorded this film this is exactly the type of film i would have recorded
1: yeah yeah that's how i got to watch it so yeah exactly yes yes.
0: but but i mean when i compare this for example to dragon slayer
1: yeah
0: which is seven years earlier and i think the special effects are a million times better in dragon slayer or they're a lot better in my mind now i don't think that that didn't have quite the budget that this does i mean what does have the budget that this does but um I think that's a, I mean, and that's that's a blooming flawed film as well. But it, it's it's better at world building than this is, and it's got a cracking dragon. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> stuff, enough, but then you know that's not this fault. That's not the fault of Willow, is it?
1: Funny if, again, I'd I'd watch again. I, if I had to sit down and watch a movie, I'd watch Dragon Slayer. But have a movie on, you know, endless repeat yeah, to keep bit, me occupied yeah. during my, yeah. my teenage years, <laughs> it'd be Willow because it's in it's in wallpaper.
0: Yeah and that, maybe that's damning with faint praise a little bit isn't it you, you, you could iron your clothes to Willow couldn't you <laughs> you know you know, yeah. you know I've got a load of I've got a of pile of ironing to do I tell you, I'll stick Willow one because I don't have to pay much attention to it Absolutely. and I don't really like it but it will pass the time while I'm doing the ironing yeah oh here's the cartridge and I'll put the iron down watch that right yeah back to the shirts <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah Willow marginally better than ironing <laughs> that, that's a marketing slogan there you go that, that'll, that'll
1: uh, get the shreddies out of the bug won't it <laughs>
0: <laughs> but look you know i i don't want to be overly i have been overly critical actually there yeah. are it it is not it is not a terrible film right it isn't it is demonstrably there, not there's, terrible there was film. some very there's talented people
1: it. there's, there's yeah. a big real talent in this the director yeah. the, the writer the actors there's there's no one puts in an absolute stinker oh, God, with no. the possible no, exception no, no. of uh of one of the brownies but oh, yeah uh, but no i mean you know they, they no one no one really lets themselves down here. i think again other movies like this, we probably rattled through them. Again, if you're mm. looking for 1980s fantasy, look for Legend, look for Labyrinth, look for so yeah, Conan the Barbarian, oh, yeah. um, Conan
0: yeah, so, the Destroyer, yeah. Red, Sonja. Red Sonja. So I think, I, think this, I think Willow is better than Conan the Barbarian, and I think Willow is better than Red Sonja. I don't think Willow is as good as The Dark Crystal. I don't yeah. think it's as good as Legend, and Legend is a flawed film, but I think that's better than this i don't think it's as good as the princess bride i don't think it's as good as dragon slayer and i don't think it's as good as lady hawk and i think all of those films uh of its ilk or in certain forms or another um and willow doesn't really quite map that. at least legend has that kind of it deals better with the fantasy element i think it's a bit more abstract i think it's quite interesting yeah. legend but i tell you what, I'd, t- I'd take lady hawk over legend Yes, I would too. Oh, absolutely, Lady Hawk is In fact, Lady Hawk could be a weekend at Quorn's film. It's a crush. should. Why don't I pick Lady yeah. Hawk? Well, <laughs> maybe I will. <laughs> I think we've uh, had two fantasy let's, let's, films. Yeah, let's, let's,
1: let's take our foot off the fantasy gas.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, please.
1: Uh, I, just actually, I just thought it was a nice companion piece for for um, Dragon Slayer.
0: Um, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Def- but there yeah, we are. Def- so, um, I think we've made it to the end. So we can just, just about just about just about we will we will hear the scores for this and then of course we will hear what we're watching next month.
0: Indeed, indeed. Here we are. Score oh, hang on, let me start that again. <clears throat> that was very informal, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm was gonna say the same words but in a more formal manner now. Okay. Here we are. It's the scores on the doors. Uh, it's that moment of the podcast that everyone looks forward to. Yes, that's right. It's nearly the end. Um, as tradition befits, Hugh, it was your choice of film. So you give the first score. Hugh, what did you think of Willow? Oh, we've gone through it. I we think, have. I think,
1: <laughs> again, it's it's a hard film to recommend. But do you know what? I, I don't think I would object to sitting down and watching it with the family again. And I, I think... I that With the family object. <laughs> almost certainly almost certainly <laughs> but if it's you know a reasonably in an uh, offensive um fantasy movie you know there's not many that were made in the 80s after all <laughs> i think this the, the the effort that went into it and the strength of the performances and just some of the the things and again the the, the way you you feel mm. of oh, it's 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 hard one but probably three floating crombie heads out of five for me very good very good
0: um, yes, I mean, given the dearth of fantasy films in the eighties, you've not got a lot to choose from. So Willow <laughs> might be your go-to fantasy film, I suppose. Um, very good, Hugh. I, I um, I'm not going to be as generous. <laughs> I have to say, um, I, I, th- I think, I think Willow is a bit of a lazy rip-off of a lot of other types of films um, that, that do it better. I mean, there's even a bit of kind of biblical story going on in here as well, which I don't think works particularly well. Um, I think I think that the actual story itself is is probably the main issue it's not a very interesting story uh, uh, of which we already know the outcome and so kind of what's the point of the journey really Um, none of that would matter if the characters were interesting which they're not (laughs) (laughs) having said that um, having said that the actors do put in a good shift. I don't think that there's anything wrong with the script necessarily. It's not risable. It's a bit derivative perhaps, but then this kind of film is always going to be. There are some decent set pieces in it as well. Although those set pieces do get crushed alongside your hope of an enjoyable (laughs) film when the characters consistently do things you don't expect them to do. And then in the end, you just kind of give up on them. Nevertheless, I think I'm going to give this two disembodied Crombie heads because there is nothing morally wrong with the film. It is not a terrible film and it is competently put together. And I think that's as best as I can do. That's
1: fair enough. So an aggregate score of five out of 10 Floating Crombie Heads. That's really? about fair for Willow, I'd say. I think so. We, so. But having swept that aside now, we've uh, now banished it to a place where evil cannot touch it. <laughs> we, uh, we can now look forward to what
0: are we going to be watching in September? So in September... We are going to be watching the film Figures in a Landscape. Oh, Figures in a Landscape. And I will reveal no more. Okay.
1: Figures in a Landscape, we should be watching then. And until then, uh, we shall bid you adieu, ride off into the sunset, (laughs) hoist a Daikini baby upon our backs, (laughs) hope it doesn't throw upon us, and wish you a very happy and healthy weekend at crumpies
0: good evening all weekend at (laughs) crumpies and if freedom is living on an inflatable mattress eating baked beans from a can with a credit card then so be it that was was the high watermark of your life i was happy (laughs) (laughs) i've never been as happy since or before